What's up, fam? Thank you guys for listening. Before we jump into this juicy episode of the Shop Show Breakdown, you'll see 287, one of the best cards of all time. Atlanta, I'm coming. This thick, dirty bird is in Atlanta this Thursday, Friday, Saturday. La Jolla Comedy Store, June 2nd through the 4th. Then I'm jumping all over, mates. I'm jumping over the pond. Uh, it starts with Belfast, June 15th. One show only. This is a theater run. So one show in every city over there in Europe and UK and Dublin. So it's Belfast, June 15th. Then it's Glasgow, June 17th. Manchester, June 18th. London, June 22nd. Cardiff, June 23rd. Dublin, June 25th. So get your tickets at thickboy.com. See you soon. It's NBA playoff time. My Nuggets can do the damn thing. That means big hoops action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Get in on the excitement of every game with a touch of a button. New customers can make a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, everyone can score a no-sweat game, same-game parlay every day during the NBA playoffs. Open the DraftKings. King Sports app, opt in and place a same game parlay on any NBA game. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. My Nuggets are doing it. Listen, you take the Phoenix Suns over the Clippers. I don't know, man. I got a lot of questions about the Suns, but I know you can bet on my Nugs. And you know the Milwaukee Bucks are always a safe bet. So who is Boston this year? But I'm going with Milwaukee Nugs in the finals. Get you some. Download the app now. Sign up with the code SHOBSHOW, S-C-H-A-U-B, SHOW. New customers can make a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code SHOBSHOW. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Massachusetts. Call 800-327-5050 or visit Gambling Helpline ma.org in new york call 8778 hope ny or text hope ny 467369 in kansas call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of boot hill casino and resort kansas city 21 plus in most eligible states must uh but age varies by jurisdiction eligibility restrictions apply see draftkings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources if you're still listening draftkings promo code shop show Ride through the city like Brennan Shaw. I'm on a mission to get it all. Ride through the city like Brennan Shaw. If you ain't thick, please don't get involved. And now, Brendan Thick Boy Shaw. What's up, fam? Monday morning, April 10th. Welcome to the show. How was your Easter? Did your kids eat that chocolate rabbit butt first or ears first? Says a lot about your child. Mine ate ass first. What can you do? I don't know what that says about him, but it's going to pay off down the road eating that chocolate bunny booty first. Uh, so happy uh, belated Easter day. Happy, uh, I almost said Thanksgiving. Happy Easter. We had quite the event. We had quite the event. Go down Saturday night. UFC 287 was everything we hoped for, wasn't it? It was fantastic. Uh, depending how you bet, or depending uh, who you favor in certain matchups, your heart was either broken or you were just so freaking happy like the rest of us. Um, it was just an overall great card from top to bottom. They do have a good card this Saturday. It's a fight night. I think it's at 5 p.m. Pacific. You have Max Holloway and uh, Arnold Allen, which is a great fight. That's in Barboza and our boy Billy 
Cornantillo fighting. You have Dustin Jacoby, uh, Pedro Munoz, Clay Guida. Then a fucking throwback. Ed Herman's on that. Brandon Roy Val's on the prelims. How dare you? So, uh, yeah, UFC's a booming. UFC is a cooking. But going back to the main uh, dish, UFC 287, let's jump right on in, kids. Um, man, what? So many storylines on this. We'll, we'll get into the... Uh, the main card right away here. Uh, I see a lot of uh, concerned fans with the Michelle Watterson, uh, Luana decision there. Um, a lot of people think Michelle was robbed. You know, I'm a Michelle fan, so I agree with you guys. What I tell you about Joe Pfeiffer, what I tell you about him on the f- fan question, you guys were asking about it. And I said, if you were to handle uh, Gerald Merchart, who's kind of always like lingering around the top 15, he wins that. Uh, he should fight the winner of Kelvin Gaslam, Chris Curtis. I think it should be Joe Pfeiffer versus Kel- uh, Kelvin Gaslam next. Uh, Pfeiffer's the real deal holy field there um, out of Pennsylvania. He is a savage training with Sean Brady. That kid's ready for the big show. As you can tell, he absolutely mollywhopped Gerald Merchart, which is not an easy thing to do. Uh, but with the main card, let's kick it off. Christian Rodriguez, Raul uh, Rosa Jr. What did I tell you on Monday? If you listen to the show and if you listen to the fight campaign, which is available right now, if you want to see the whole fight campaign, Gio Vera crushed it. It was so much fun. Um, Just a good time. Best show that I do. But if you listen, even before this fight happened, I was breaking down for Sam, uh, Cheeto, and Callan that this isn't a gimme fight for Rosa Jr. This is a very tough fight. Christian Rodriguez, uh, even on the local circuit, was known as like the next guy um, in his gym. He was like, hey, this kid has world champion written all over him. Even on his contender series fight, he mollywhopped the dude, but he missed weight, so they didn't give him the green light. But not a great matchup. I told you guys this was going to be a tough test. Now, I still did pick uh, Rosa Jr. to pass the test. Um you know, and you don't want to uh, beat up a kid, especially at 18. And it's not uh, Rosa Jr.'s fault, you know, because at 18, you know, the world is your oyster and you feel uh, as if you're untouchable. But that's why you have older, more mature adults around you that can con- try to kind of control those uh, emotions and certain things that you say or feelings because Rosa Jr. should feel that way at 18. That's exactly how you should feel being undefeated. Um but after seeing his skill set, um, especially in the striking department, I think it'd be tough for anyone to defend him being the UFC right now at 18. Uh, I don't think he landed. He, yeah, I don't. Th- can you bring up the numbers? I don't think he landed anything substantial on the feet. I also don't think he really threw anything on the feet. The first round, he out grappled the guy. His wrestling, his position was. Uh, you know, of professional level. But outside that, um, the kid has a ton of work to do. Now, this is a young man, and rightfully so, he should be saying this. When I was a young fighter coming up, after my second major professional fight, I called out Frank Mayer and Josh Barnett. I was crazy. You need somebody to tell you, hey, dude, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Um, So if you look at it, so round one, uh, he threw zero. Uh, round two, he threw zero and round three, he landed two punches. That's a problem. That's a problem. Cause at this level and especially don't get me wrong. His grappling is solid. It's good. It's not Arnold Allen. Good. It's not, 
you know, Khabib good or, uh, you know, a lot of these other Dagestanians, Bo Nickel, these real outliers that are absolutely going to tie you in knots uh, from the, the, the moment the bell rings. So I'm just on the end of don't get the experience in the UFC. Get it outside the octagon because once you're in the UFC, there's not a lot of easy matchups. Like, I think maybe the UFC thought this kid was ready for the big show. And to the UFC's defense, listen, you got to take some shots, you know, shoot or shoot. And the UFC shot before, and sometimes they knock it out of the park. And then sometimes, um, you know, unfortunately, it's at the consequences of a kid's career. It doesn't go well. You look at Sage Northcutt, probably pushed him a little too soon, right? He got dealt with. Uh, Paige Van Zant was very, very tough. Um, you know, there's a Darren Till, even though he didn't come up like these guys, but it was still a little too much too soon being the main event against Woodley in uh, London. Um, and then after that, you know, the, you don't want to get the experience in the UFC. Darren Till might be a bad one because he did have a lot of experience outside when he got there. I'm just saying the point is if you push someone too fast, it has dire consequences, especially when they're 18 is the point here. When you're 18, to lose like this and realize that you're not untouchable kind of changes a fighter's path. So for Rosa Jr., it's okay to lose an MMA. He shouldn't hang his head. The issue is that 18, this early in your career, was he 7-1, and 8-1 now? So you don't have a ton of fights. You don't have a ton of big moments in your career. There's a reason why boxers are 30-0, and 25-0, and 45-0. By the time they really face any adversity, because if you look at like a guy like Mike Tyson – or there's other examples where they they need to get to a certain level where they actually think they're God's gift of fighting. And they go in there with that mindset thinking they can pull anything off. But that's done through actual fighting. It's not done through words or your coaches telling you that or your training partners telling you that. You actually got to get it done inside that octagon or inside that ring through years of experience. And what Rosa Jr. was saying, oh, you know, in under a year, I'm be the next world champion. I don't have a problem with anybody saying that. And I would imagine that anybody at the 135 pound weight class is saying the same thing, maybe not out loud, but everyone feels that way. Just to let you guys know, every single person you saw fight on Saturday night thinks they're going to be world champion. Nobody gets to the UFC and goes, ah, I just want to be a 500 guy. Ah, I just want to win three, maybe lose one. Just be a perennial top 10 guy. Nobody thinks like that. Every single person's goal is to be a world champion. Rosa Jr. just say it, said it very loud and at 18 so i was like oh so you know you got to pump the brakes but he he's saying the right things the right mentality the problem is you put so much pressure on yourself when you do that the other problem is as his striking is nowhere near anybody at the 135 uh weight class he's nowhere near their level so let's say he did get by christian rodriguez let's say he out grappled him uh for three rounds and only through two punches. Well, how many fights can the UFC give him where he's not going to, where he can just get by on that grappling? Cause again, he's not, he, again, very clear. He's not a guy, you know, that uh, like a Brian Ortega, even though Brian has great striking, but that goes to the ground. You're in trouble. Um, Arnold Allen, his wrestling is, you know, second, second to none. There's a lot of guys that have that wrestling pedigree where they can lean on that. And um, you know, what we saw out of Rosa Jr., he's just not one of those guys. And eventually, you're going to run into a guy who can defend the takedown and then be forced to win a fight on the feet. And that's mixed martial arts. And he's so far from there. 
what, what, what we saw on Saturday. Now, maybe he just had one of the worst nights ever. I get that. But even when you have bad nights, like if you go and watch the fight campaign, which is available right now, Cheeto Vera, I said, hey, when you fought Corey Sandhagen, that was not the Cheeto that I know. He goes, dude, I don't want to say anything. You're dead on. You're dead right. I was not in the right mind space. Just didn't feel like doing it. But there's a difference between not feeling like doing it and still going out there and having technique and performing and looking like a top five caliber fighter. And there's a huge difference between, ah, my body didn't feel ready, but I still went out there. But when the technique's not there, that's not a mental thing. That's an experience thing. That's a fundamental thing. And that's when I get worried. That's when I see. So the biggest takeaway for uh, Rosa Jr., it's like, you're not even remotely close to competing at this level. You're just not. Now, I'm not saying you can't be a world champion in the UFC. You have, you have all the tools. You have the mindset. You have Hopefully, you have the camp. It doesn't sound like he does, but eventually, you'll get there. But you can definitely still be champion. This could be the best thing to happen to you because we got to pump the brakes. Because as far as your striking goes, it is so far off from being at a UFC level even for in the the middle tier guys even the guys ranked 30 and below you're not even remotely close to touching them at a striking technical wise you're just not there let's take a little break you little crazy hippos listen i only recommend products that i actually use this one i reached out to them because i swear by it we're talking about happy hippo kratom this stuff helps me tackle anything that i'm doing podcast stand up just life in general kratom is fantastic it's not the wild west anymore because there's companies like happy hippo where it's reliable it's trustworthy it's the best of the best and whether you're looking for gummies i take the the shots right here this one is the sour apple shot this is the kratom shot it gives you an instant boost, get you right where you need to be. They have butterscotch, which is good, but I like the sour apple. They have gummies. They have powders. They got any way that you want to get the best Kratom on the planet. Talk about Happy Hippo. Go to happyhippo.com. Promo code is THICK23. You save 20% off the entire site. That's THICK, T-H-I-C-C-C, 23 for 20% off for life at happyhippo.com. This episode of The Shop Show is brought to you by the one, the only, the old faithful on it. We're talking about on it, baby. The best nootropic on the planet, Alpha Brain. Now, we all know about Alpha Brain. They've sold over a million bottles of the regular Alpha Brain. But what about Alpha Brain Black Label? That's what your boy uses. I take four pills. Next thing you know, I'm coming up with all sorts of cool experiments. That's right. I'm still trying to figure out how to grow Callan's hair. I'm going to get there, and Alpha Brain Black Label is going to get me there. It helps support cognitive functions, including memory, mental speed, and focus. It aids in mental processing. It's caffeine-free, helps you get to that flow state, supports your freaking memory. Remember names, places, addresses, phone numbers. Think more clearly under stress, all right? On it also offers the usual fitness equipment like kettlebells, steel club maces sandbags yoga mats also the supplements there's none better if you're trying to get your thick body in shape let on it help you with their mct oils their proteins or warrior bars we got it all man go to on it.com slash shop s-c-h-a-b and you get 10 percent off everything i just listed literally everything alpha brain alpha brain instant shot alpha brain instant where you put in eight ounces of water alpha brain black label you save 10 percent off everything all right on it.com slash shop now let's get back to the program. But it's glad it happened early. You're only 18, dude. You're only 18. The problem is, and this is why we tell you that the UFC is a marathon, not a sprint. Now it gets dicey because now you're in the UFC. 
and the UFC has to kind of shift through the rank is at 35. Look through who's who on the roster. Can you beat now? Cause they've put all this hype into you. Um, you know, and like I said, UFC, uh, it's the, the brand's bigger than any fighter. So shoot or shoot. They hope you become a superstar. If you don't onto the next guy and a lot of times they get it right, but when they get it wrong, it goes South. It goes really South. And at a kid at 18, you just got to hope that mentally he can overcome this, learn from it, get back on the freaking, you know, elliptical and get his mind right and start to win more fights. But the glaring hole there is his striking. And, um, you know, this was a tough matchup for him. It's too much too soon. We learned that it just unfortunately for him, it was on the main card on a major pay-per-view. So I'm sure he's getting a ton of shit right now. I'm not going to dogpile on this kid. He still can be world champion. It just ain't happening. He said under a year, I would say it's not happening for at least five to six years. Not even close. So far from the rest of the competition, unfortunately. And that's good for him. So he Chin just brought up uh, this article. He put, my bad, bros. There's a lot of shakes that are disappointed too, my man. Uh, I didn't have the energy to do what I know or even try. Things happen for a reason. God knows. My opponent was better tonight. Thank you, guys. Um, then Dana said it happens. He's a young kid. Um, I had uh, two rounds of one. Yep. He's got a lot of growing to do, a lot of work to do. Nobody really goes undefeated in the sport. It's very, very hard to do. Yeah, I never expect him to go undefeated. I just expected his striking to be a lot more high level, especially when you get to the UFC than what it was. So when we say he has work to do, he has all the work to do. It's a ton of work. But I think he's up for the challenge. Again, he is young. He's only 18. It's better this came now than when you're 30. Like If you're 30 and your striking look like it, like, you should probably just go get a different job. But at 18 and his grappling looked pretty good, we can work with some stuff there, just on the main card. Also, probably not in the UFC. He loses the next one. You should probably go get some more experience outside the UFC. And then at 18, he can always come back. It's all good. He has a fan base. He's there. But that striking is tough. Uh, Kevin Holland looked fantastic. He needed that win so bad. The disappointing part about Masvidal losing is, A, uh, we don't get the Masvidal-Kevin Holland fight, which I would love, even though Kevin Holland won, that would still be a huge fight for Kevin Holland, and it'd make a lot of sense for Jorge Masvidal because they had so much animosity outside the octagon on the streets, which you know the street soldier gets it done with Jorge. Uh, but also, um, Leon Edwards you know, tweeted out, was man, Jorge messed up the bag. Mm. So by Jorge losing, it really kind of fucks over Leon Edwards because, remember, Leon doesn't want to fight Colby. The only thing, the caveat there, we were like, oh, why wouldn't we want to do it? Why wouldn't he want to do it? Colby's the next guy in line besides Kamara Usman, who Leon just beat, so Colby makes sense. But for Leon, there's the story of Jorge and him in London and the two-piece in a soda or whatever the hell it was. So that narrative was there for Leon. It's a much easier matchup than Colby or Leo Muhammad or any of these other guys coming up. So I think Leon was banking on that. It, it's an easier payday for him. It's a big fight. Be in London. Can't do it now. That's out the window. So now I think by Jorge losing, he's forced to fight Colby Covington. Who, who else can he say no to? You know. So I think UFC is going to force his hand now. Because I think UFC was – Kind of open to it, especially if Jorge won in dramatic fashion. To be like, yeah, Jorge's the guy. He's going to sell a ton of tickets, make us a lot of money. We're in the business of making money, not making the best fights. So let's do it. But Jorge lost, so that's out the window. So it kind of fucks over not only not only Kevin Holland, but also fucked over Leon Edwards. But um, yeah, Kevin Holland looked fantastic. He was at a fork in the road. Uh, Ponce Nabil, 
the bummer about Patsanibio is he, he said he was going to, you know, uh, talk to the commission about overturning the fight, said he gave a thumbs up. He wasn't out. That is not true in any facet. He was definitely out. So he's lost one, two, three, four out of his last six. So it, it gets tough, man. It gets tough for that guy. Um, but Kevin Holland needed that win. And Kevin Holland's a, such a character, so he's good for business. Um, the most surprising thing, which I don't say surprising. I called, I said it was going to be fight of the night. It ended way earlier than I uh, anticipated. Rob Font versus Adrian Yanez. Um, Yanez is is my guy. I love, I love Rob, but, you know, Adrian, I lo- absolutely love Adrian. I like when a prospect's coming up and passing the test. I just think this was, again, This it's not the UFC's fault, but, you know, sometimes you got to shit or get off the pot. For Adrian Yanez, it was shit or get off the pot against the number seven guy in the bantamweight division, Rob Font. Stylescape just didn't make a ton of sense for Yanez to take this fight. Um, it's just he has a lot, uh, some work to do. So this is different, right? So with, with Yanez, you can see the techniques there. The, the skill set is there. He has every box check to be world champion in the future. He decided to play a dangerous game with a dangerous vet and Rob Font who hits like a Mack truck, has big hands, lands more shots, even when he loses fights, but he's always hurting people. And Adrian Yanez does get hit. The problem is, is he hasn't been hit by a savvy vet like Rob Font. And once Rob smells blood in the water, he's going to finish you off. This is what happened. Adrian Yanez, he just decided to play that dangerous game. If that uppercut landed a little sooner, he could have defended himself from that right hook, which knocked him out, but he missed. It's a game of inches. He gets knocked out. All good. You tested your you you test the waters in the top ten. You're not ready for it. All good. All good. If I had to bet on who's going to be a world champion between Adrian and uh, Rosa Junior, my money's on Adrian because mm-hmm. I can you can see the skill for Rosa. There's so many questions. He has so much work to do. And uh, Adrian's with a great camp. He's beat some great guys already. Uh, not great, but he's definitely beat the shit out of people. He's had performance of the nights, fight of the nights. So he's must see TV, but with Rosa Jr., there's just so much work to do there. I wouldn't co-sign him being world champion anytime soon. But Adrian, you can, even though it's a setback, complete disaster um, to a matchup in the top ten. So I was off on Rosa. I was off on Giannis, um, and then the co-main event, Gilbert Burns, Jorge Masvidal. I told you guys also, you're crazy if you think Corey was just going to lay down on his last fight and just let Gilbert mop the floor with him. Even though Gilbert was a plus uh, 400 or minus 400, I thought that was a little disrespectful. It's Jorge Mazadal, man. So his takedown defense, fantastic. Um, I didn't think it was Gilbert Burns' best showing. I thought he looked good. I just don't know what it does for Gilbert either. And I know Gilbert said, either they give me a title shot, I'm going to retire. You know, I don't know if the UFC is going to do that. You know, um, Kobe Covington's right there. You got Bilal Muhammad right there. Um, Shavkat, you know, and Muhammad's supposed to fight. So for Gilbert, he's a little bit on the outside looking in there because they're guaranteeing Kobe Covington the title shot. So it's a little dicey. Then he can't fight Kamaru Usman. They fought, right? We've seen that. Um, it, a lot's going to be predicated on what happens in that welterweight division. You're going to get Leon versus Colby in London, and then you're going to get uh, Shavkat and um, Shavkat and Muhammad, and the winners of that. It's definitely going to make it a clear passage to the title shot and who's next, stuff like that. So a lot has to happen in that division for us to get a better understanding of what's going to happen there. Um, and then in the main event, my God, my Lord. 
Izzy Adesanya. What can you say, man? What can you say? We've never seen it before. We've never seen a guy at his age lose the belt uh, with a guy who's had his number. He's 3-0 against him. Um, but I think that's what makes Izzy an outlier is, you know, he doesn't predicate his life based off history. Every stat that you could find in the UFC would show that Izzy was going to lose this fight. Every stat, even though odds makers had him a slight favorite, because if you watch the fights, you can say, man, if Izzy just did a few things different, he's a better mixed martial artist than Alex Pierre. Hands down. It's, there's no debate. He's just better. He has more tools. He doesn't hit as hard. But outside that, outside hitting hard, he does everything better than Alex Pierre. He's not as big, doesn't hit as hard. He's won more rounds at, even in the ring and the octagon. Izzy, if he just changes the f- tweaks a few things here, he should be able to pull this off. Um, and on the questions that we posted last Thursday, the fan question said, can Izzy get it done via KO? I said, absolutely. Absolutely, because in the first fight they had in the UFC, he mollywhopped them, almost had him out on his feet in the first round. So we know Izzy does have that power. He has the capabilities. We just need Alex Pierre to play that game that gives Izzy the chance to get it done. And the brilliant, brilliant camp of Izzy and his coach, who's absolutely one of the best to do it, they were smart enough to go, if we can pull Alex in and get him to get comfortable and start throwing not just one shots, one shots we can't really counter. It's tough to land a big shot. But we can get him to throw combinations against the fence, get him close quarters, so then we can exchange and land one. We can get him out of here under five rounds. That's what they did, the old rope-a-dope. And, you know, you saw the boys, me and Sam Tripoli, rocking the engaged shirt. It's so funny because Izzy has this collab with Muhammad Ali, and he pulls the fight off doing something very similar that Muhammad Ali did, the rope of dope, to lure Alex Pierre in. This is how he changed from the last fight. He realized that for him to hurt Alex Pierre, he has to lure this monster in. He has to play this game with potentially, arguably, the hardest hitter ever in the middleweight division or in UFC history outside Francis Ngannou maybe. But even Alex Pierre, uh, Izzy's coach said, makes no sense. The guy has a gift from God how hard he hits. So you got to play this game where let's lure him in where he gets comfortable and he's throwing those combinations. And when he's throwing those combos, his hands are down and we can come over to up and land. It's insane that was the game plan, but they pulled it off. They pulled it off. You'll never see them fight again. I know people are saying, well, Izzy's cleared out the division. There's nothing else for him. Why wouldn't they do it again? I'm telling you, you're, mark my words, you're never seeing it again. Alex Pierre, it's too rough of a cut. The only reason he was cutting 85 is to chase that monster and Izzy Adesanya. He had the perfect game plan to beat him. He was 3-0 against him. The only reason he was killing himself to make 85 was because Izzy was there as the world champion. Now that that's over, you're going to see him. He's a 205-er. That guy is a bona fide fucking 205-er <laughs> through and through for God's sakes. Quit killing yourself and he's going to be able to take better shots at 205. Now the guys do hit harder there and you know he does get hit, but the benefits at 205 for Alex Pierre are limitless. The ceiling is so high for him at 205. You see the way he matches up against uh, Yeri. Would be, he matches up great against. Uh, Jamal Hill, he matches up great against. Rackett, great. Anthony Smith, great. Johnny Walker, great. Vulcan, great. You know, So you look at all these. Dominic Reyes, yeah, you go down the list. Dustin Jacoby, uh, Roundtree, all these guys. Now, there's a few guys where it's like, let's avoid those. <laughs> Magomed at number two. Yep. That'd be a tough one. Jan, that's a tough one. I I would probably favor him over Jan, got to be honest, unless Jan really shot in there and got him down early on. But, you know, at 
Pierre at 205 is going to be a handful for anybody, especially those gentlemen I left off, or listed off before uh, all the strikers. Magomed and Jan are uh, a problem for him. But outside that, it is there's so many matchups for him there. It just makes all the sense in the world. So let's pretend that I'm dead set right and Alex Pierre is at 205. So at middleweight, the problem is with Izzy in the top five, not only has he beat everybody in the top five, but he's beat most of them twice. There's nobody you want to see there. There's an argument for Robert Whitaker doing the uh, the trilogy, but he's two and zero against them. The last fight wasn't even close. You know, knocked them out. So the argument there's not great. Uh, I think for Izzy, um, you know, the best thing you know he likes to. This is what makes Izzy to me the greatest of all time. There's argument Anderson Silva. I have Izzy over him for a variety of reasons, but one of the things that makes Izzy great, he usually fights every. He's a real active champion which is unheard of, very active, fights about every four months, every four months, three times a year. He's always fighting against anybody, anybody. So for Izzy, it's going to be a little tough. Hear me out here, Izzy. I think he needs to sit out for a little bit, have Robert Whitaker and Hamzat fight, and the winner of that, whether it's Whitaker or Hamzat, is guaranteed a title shot against Izzy. There's nothing else to do. You can't, you can't. And I know the UFC can do it because in the business of money and Hamzat, and Izzy and the story of Hamzat, this boogeyman at 170 coming up to 85, you know, and he's a grappler and he's this, you know, uh, monster coming up to 85. We can sell that, but just under principle, you just can't go from 170, not being active, then jump right to a new weight class at 85 and fight the one, the greatest champion we've ever had coming off this insane win over Alex Pierre. You just, it just doesn't make too much sense. What makes sense is Hamzat Whitaker. You do that, you know, that big July card. You have them as the co-main event because you have, uh, or you do it the main event because you have the the, the co-main event would be Yair Rodriguez and uh, Volkanovski. So you have the guaranteed winner of Hamzat versus Whitaker. The next title shot is he? Because if Whitaker were to beat Hamzat, then there you go. And that's interesting too because that's also Hamzat's toughest test in the middleweight division is Robert Whitaker. So he passes that, deserves a title shot. Dude, the high, the buildup, the Hamzat, Izzy, if you were to starch Robert Whitaker, would be insane. Vice versa to that, if Whitaker starches this boogeyman, this insane boogeyman, if he starches uh, Hamzat and puts a halt to this hype, you, you tell me you don't want to see Robert Whitaker come off the huge Hamzat win, f- f- fight Izzy again? But you look at Izzy, I don't know what's really left for him. He'd do the Anderson thing. We jumps to a five, even if it's not for a belt. Remember when he fought? Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Like Forrest, Bonner, and those guys, 
You do some of that stuff. If it's the right matchup. A Yeri fight might make sense. A racket fight. Even a Jamal Hill. I, you know, depend what Alex Pierre wants to do. Izzy could even go up and he matches up way better with Jamal Hill than he does uh, Jan Blakovich. So he could do that stuff. You know, there's some outliers there. You do the Anshu Silva thing where you let the division figure itself out with Robert Whitaker and Hamzat until that gets done. You want to stay active. You go to 205, but it has to be perfect matchups. We're not fighting Magomed. We're not fighting Jan again, you know. Then Jan goes, oh, I'll cut to 85. Boy, with that head, you ain't cutting to 85. <laughs> you ain't cutting to 85, son. That's not happening. So for Izzy, you know, he needs to be chill, be patient. If he wants to compete, Go to 205 with the right matchups, Jamal Hill, Yeri, Rakic, uh, Anthony Smith, Krylov, Johnny Walker, Ozdemir, all the same guys are listed off for Alex Pierre. You can play that game if you want, stay active, get those wins, then jump back over once Whitaker and Hums out fight. That's mm-hmm. what I do. But, man, what a story. What a story. Yeah. And besides Carmen McGregor, who's a complete outlier in any fucking sport, there's not a bigger star in the UFC than Izzy. There's just not. There's not. He's the biggest star, and this cemented him as the hes the face of the UFC. He's the face of the UFC. All the naysayers, all the people talking shit to him, everyone thought Alex had his number. I don't have a problem with the celebration either. I thought it was called for. Him pointing at the sun was a little dicey, but if you remember, <laughs> he pointed at the sun because the sun did that yeah. when, when Alex Pierre knocked him out in kickboxing. This is the initial. That's how and he goes, I'm petty, man. That's, he remembered that. Yep. Nuts. What a story. Only in mixed martial arts do you get this shit. That was so dope, dude. So dope. even though it's a kid, it's it, it, hey, kid man. has to learn. Kid has it to learn. It was called for. Hey, yeah. You know that's probably the lowest point of Izzy's life. So that's, that's the, the shitty kid. part, though. The kids cry. <laughs> but that's the game. Yeah, that is the game. The kid's young, though, man. That's a bummer. I hate to see that. It sucks, uh, but the kids should learn kid. to not do that kind of stuff. You know, dude. And that was years <laughs> ago. Yeah. That was what. Seven years ago? It was a long time ago. Fantastic celebration. The three arrows, all that shit. I loved it all. He was on petty, man. (laughs) Yeah. His son's like, this guy sucks. (laughs) Yeah, his their dad got knocked out cold. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's all right though. Thank God. Mm -hmm. What else you got, Jen? Let's go to Oh, this is after the fight as well. This is really cool to watch. Israel and Alex Pereira. It's all clapping. Yes. I heard that King. I heard that Alex wanted to be Israel's friend. But then he realized that, you know, that's not happening. It's, you know, after the, the three wins. Yeah. But he, he actually liked them. He wanted yeah. to be friends with them. So yeah, it seems like friends. a good dude. Yeah, yeah. That poor guy. Scary, look, look but look good his face dude. right there. I know. You can just tell the, you know, he's just, his heart's broken, man. That's true. But if you had three wins over someone and they have one win over you, wouldn't you still feel like kind of badass? Hell yeah. I'd yeah, be like, all right, dude. Yeah. All right. The, even if they don't fight again, I'm still three and one. Exactly. Yeah. It's all good. You got me this time. Boy, did he get him, though. And this was, this was from Helen Yee. I guess this is Israel talking about a potential opponent, but he didn't give a name. Where's Wednesday? You want to try and be a big boy. You want to 
OG with the big boys. You gotta choose your words wisely, but I don't wanna give him no clout, but if he does work and I pray to God he keeps winning, I will gladly drag his carcass across South Africa while lying. Yeah. Uh, but he's gonna do this person in the comments because he's either talking about Sean Strickland or Hamza. <laughs> Sean Strickland. No, he's not. No, dude. He, hey, man. He's talking about Hamzat. It's Hamzat, dude. That's what he's talking about. Because, uh, you know, with the fan base there, too, don't get me wrong. Hamzat's huge outside of America. America, he's getting bigger for sure, but there's a lot of hype on him. But there, there's just something you just can't go from not being that active at 170 jumping up fighting one of the greatest to ever do it who's coming off the biggest one of his career it just i know the ufc's crazy and they do whatever makes money there has to be some sort of fucking moral standard here we can't do that yeah you know what i'm saying like we can't do that yeah it doesn't even make sense i mean no when he's saying this stuff, whitaker makes sense. sense yeah well whitaker Oh no! I'm saying like who he's talking about doesn't make sense. It'll be Strickland. Like no, it's definitely not Strickland. That's that's a stupid yeah. take. That's a horrible take. <laughs> uh, this one I thought was very interesting. So this is, I'll just play it for you first. Apparently, this is John Jones, and you'll figure this out. That KO against Alex was something else. I got to hand it to you. You've got some serious skills in the octagon, but don't think for a second that I forgot that you ducked me. When you grow a pair of balls, come see me at heavyweight, kid. You said you would chase me up here. Well, I'm here now. Is this AI? Yeah. This is AI. Congrats to my Nigerian. Brother. But it sounds, I mean, uh, I, I it's going to get so much better later. But it's going to get better, pretty. but right, I'm like, <laughs> that's a little suspect. Yeah, it is a little suspect. Yeah, Congrats sure. to my Nigerian brother. You said you, know, you, said that you <laughs> would meet me at heavyweight. Well, now I'm at heavyweight. Yeah, but that was pretty interesting. Um, this is Gilbert Burns. I know. The, he already won all that stuff, but he was very adamant about accusing Jorge Masvidal of using lotions because he was so slippery. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll just play this real quick. Some guys, when they're cutting weight, they put oil into the water. Yeah. So it seeps into the skin. I, I know those old tricks that those guys do. They, You know what they do? They wake up on Sunday and they take the first shower and they put pass a lot of lotion on yeah. the body. Yeah. And the lotion goes like the, Se the skin seeps the into the skin. The skin and absorbs it, and you're super you slippery. After three hours, you do it again, and then after you do it again, and then after you do it again, and your body observes. Whenever it starts sweating a lot, he's, for sure he did that trick. One hundred percent, he did. It's funny. Uh, Gilbert's a good guy too. Yeah. Maybe he did. Doesn't really matter. I know because like won, that because yeah. that he won and he didn't really the the submission wasn't there really uh, in, in in retrospect. But he he beat him, you know. Yeah. And this is Dana going off on reporters. Any other stupid yeah. questions? Hilarious. I, I don't know if we can. I, okay, I'll play it. With WWE. Uh, I, I'd rather not talk about that right now. Talking about the you know Endeavor purchasing time, yeah, WWE. It's exciting for the company and, and everything else, but this is about these guys right now. Not that. I have one more question for Jorge. Jorge, yesterday the host Jorge. Jorge. Heavy Maybe on the whore. Just curious, what was that about? Absolutely nothing. You know, there's there's nothing to talk about there. It's just some dick riding, cloud chasing bitch. You know, so ain't nothing to talk about. Nah, that's not what you were saying yesterday, bro. Watch your fucking mouth. Kevin, I'm curious. What appears? What is the issue there? 
I called him wait, baby what's girl the question? and he got mad. Guys, come on. These two aren't even fighting. Knock it off. All right. Okay. Well, what, do you have a question about the fight, who these guys are fighting? Or are I'm a date on this. Here? What's question. your question? Yeah. Cool, cool. Well, anyways, they kept going back to it. And then I think John Morgan asked a question about it again. And then Dan's like, any more? Oh, no. Uh, the Schmo asked a question. Oh, really? Yeah. Dan's like, we need more stupid questions. <laughs> and then this, another thing that Dana did. I will fucking attack you. <laughs> Do you see? I don't know if it's Photoshop. You see the picture of Dana in the hot tub? No. Jacked. Shredville. Population Dana. <laughs> there this it is. One, oh my God. No fucking way. Look at that. It looks weird too in I a way. will slap the shit out of you. <laughs> Let me see the video. What the hell was that? There you go. The reason I don't want you guys talking about other fights is, guys, we're, we're fucking two days before a fight. He's not fighting Jorge Masvidal. I would Dana. Whatever this. they got into, whatever. First of all, it creates shit backstage and at the hotels, right? When you guys ask them questions like that and they say something, we still got two days until the fight and these guys run into each other backstage and everywhere else. And it's so disrespectful to their opponent. There's an opponent sitting up there that they're going to fight. And uh, I, I, I just hate that shit. I get it. You want your fucking clicks or whatever it is you guys want to get, your little fucking moment that you can post. But I will fucking attack you if you do that. You know what I mean? It's just, it just uh, causes a lot of bullshit. He's saying attack you verbally. Like, obviously, um, MMA junkie's doing it now. <laughs> I will fucking attack you. You got it. I'll post it, you know. That's what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah. I'm with Dana on this. Um... You had your opinion on this, the whole Drake betting on it's all, yeah, it's all promotion. It's promotion, it's just promotion yeah. So <laughs> he did win two point seven million. Apparently for this one that he bet less money. Like before he bet more. someone said like a million dollars less well, this I'm time. Sure, I'm sure people are like, Hey, it's a little too obvious <laughs> that you're throwing seven million on the under undercard fight, okay? It's getting weird. Like don't make it less obvious. Bet like realistic money you'd mm -hmm. actually bet. Don't bet Seven billion dollars <laughs> on Paige Van Zant and Bare Knuckle. Yeah, that's all I mean, doing there. That's great, and they're both with that company too, Israel and Drake. Yeah, there you obviously. go. No, I know a guy with uh, psoriasis who put a thousand on Izzy to win uh, via knockout and won ten thousand. You know a guy? I know a guy with psoriasis. Yeah, with really? That. Yeah. <laughs> Good work, man. So this is the fight purses that are. Um, I don't know, made public. These are five verses from Game Bird Boxing 4, and I'll just go to the main ones here. Jimmy Stevens, 200K. Jose Aldo, 425,000. Jock Gray, 200 grand. Vitor Belfort, 400K. No win bonus. Roy Jones, 700. 700. Anthony Pettis, 650. No win bonus. Big That's a lot money. of money, right? Yeah. yeah it's yeah. boxing, yeah. Money. It's, it, it, Especially being an early promotion, you get scared when you see those big numbers. Like, eesh, mm -hmm. you've seen how this goes with affliction, but, you know. Jorge got smart team behind him too, so we'll see what's going on there. But good for them. I like when pay, fighters get paid. Yeah. And this is a uh, the president of BKFC talking about Francis Zagano. You know, they obviously wanted him, but he said that Francis is asking for unrealistic money, so they passed on it. Yeah. In the longer this goes on, we, me and Cheeto alluded to it on uh, the fight campaign can, available right now on Thick Boy YouTube. But um, the longer that no, there's no news on Francis. The worst it is for him. The hype's coming slowly, coming down. 
Now, I think there is a world where, you know, and we said Dana would never let him back, but Dana says a lot of things. Maybe he would, but I just don't know where France is going to go because it made all the sense for him to leave. He said it was fighter rights, stuff like that. I don't know if it's that, but he, you know, I think the reason he left is for the fuck you payday against the Tyson Fury or Deontay Wilder. And we haven't heard much on that at all, especially from Deontay Wilder, who's ranked number one now, by the way, in WBC, I think he's number one. So Deontay's going to make more money if he fights a real boxing fight than with Francis. So, you know, you just have to hope for Francis, him leaving, he does get one of those big boxing fights, but we haven't heard anything on it at all. So it's a little scary if you're Francis. Then outside that, let, let's say in this weird fight world that we live in, the real housewives of the UFC, this dramatic uh, show that we're part of, let's say that Francis doesn't get that boxing fight. And he has signed with an MMA promotion. Where are you going to go, dude? Where are you going to go that people give a fuck? Yeah. Where are you going to go? I know. Where are you going to go that you'd make more money fighting whoever their champion is than you'd fight a John Jones? You know, so it's, it gets dicey for him. The longer it goes on, we have to pray if you're a Francis fan that he does get that boxing fight because that would make it valid to, for him leaving the UFC. If that doesn't happen and he just signs another promotion, disaster. Disaster. Absolute disaster. Yeah. I know he, uh, Ray Seffa of the PFL, he yeah. said that they're in good talks right now, but good talks doesn't mean like no. something's going to happen. The longer we don't hear yeah. anything, the worse it is for Francis. Mm-hmm. Cause then out of sight, out of mind. And this fight came. Yeah, it's true. And when you're out of besides this, have we have you know we every Monday we read current shit on the fight world. Yeah. Have you? When was the last time we did something on Francis? Other than the stuff that we talked about before, yeah. No. Yeah. All right. Some about announcements: Amanda Nunes versus Juliana Pena three. This one doesn't make a ton of sense to me either. I, I don't know anybody chomping at the bit to see this trilogy. <laughs> It's a you cool know, the fight, first but... fight, Julia Pena did great. It is a good fight. You know, the second fight, it's pretty clear. Like, there's times where a fighter doesn't show up, overlooks the opponent, that opponent gets one over on, all good. Then when they do the rematch and that person who was the favorite beats the brakes off of them, like uh, Amanda Nunes did, then it's, all right, that was a one-time thing. Mm. No one's really like, man, I'd love to see it a third time. I don't know. Anybody's like, I got to see it a third time. I'm a huge fan of Pena. I'm glad she's getting the rematch, but I just, it doesn't make a ton of sense, but all right. And a pay-per-view headliner too. Tough. Yeah. Tough sell. Especially after that last fight. Tough, tough sell. And that's for Canada. The Rogers Center in Vancouver. That's a big boy. Mm. Big boy event. Canada loves them some fisticuffs. Let's see what they have so far. So obviously them as headliners, Stephen Thompson, Michelle Pitt. That's a good one. Nothing else really, though. <laughs> Boy, for UFC in Canada too. Come on, man. You better you better get that thing tasty. They yeah. will. Yeah, they that's in will. June. I think it's June. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they'll build that up. All right. Uh, that's June tenth. This is not loading, but Bo Nickel is going to fight. Trajan Gore. And here is Trajan Gore's record. It's like four and two. He was on the Ultimate Fighter, I think. Oh, yeah, I remember him, Mr. Mm-hmm. Vicious. He's four and two. He's about to get his leg snapped off. <laughs> yeah, he's, I mean. All right. Feeding the monster, Bo Nickel. 
And then we'll go. Well, to- that was a tough one because they're gonna do this. He's gonna mollywop this dude. Let's be real. Then maybe do then. Then you give him like a top fifteen, right outside top fifteen. That's off to the races. Yeah, it's it's just like this. You can feel the pressure. Yeah, and this unfortunately, Mister Vicious is just part of the shrap metal there. He's just gonna get eaten, mauled alive. His coach is like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> No, no, we'll figure it out, man. You can, you can always land one. That's his coach, dude. You land one, this thing's over. Um, all right. So a quick one. Let's go to this Corey, da- Corey Anderson versus Phil Davis. It's Ooh, that's tasty. Yeah. All righty. And two more. Let's no, we'll skip this one. But Misha Tate, she's going to come back against Myra Buena Silva, and I'll show you their records right now. So this is misha's record yeah when she came back after how many years a bunch of years she won and then she, she lost won one that she's lost last two yeah that and then, fight was tough that that screws off three fight wins. win streak yeah but for her they're, they're trying you know they're trying to build this girl up three three fight win streak misha Big takes name, a yeah. massive name yep. and this girl's a submission artist misha's a submission artist i like it cool and since we're on misha she just posted this on easter she looks great yep she looks awesome and so original dime the original dime <laughs> you think about it like she was she was fighting before ronda yeah original dime yep and this is hold on the headline here i mean the the subject says darren till anticipates boxing next i would just run over logan paul and tommy fury that's true so yeah well he's basically saying that he if he were to go to another promotion so pfl actually hit him up one hit him up Honestly, I, I thought he was taking a break from MMA exactly. to get better. Yeah, so they hit him up. But he's like, if I did something like that, it would be disrespectful to the UFC. But if I did boxing, it, it would be cool. He said he would actually do a boxing match, though, if the money was right. So let's say they I don't get him, it either. Let's say they offered him too much. So what 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 happened to? I guess it depends on the commission. He's, you know, he's leaving the UFC so he can get some proper uh, stuff, <laughs> which I'm all for. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm with him on the smart do. You know, you do that, then you get back in the testing pool after you, you know, recover. But it, it would depend on the commission if they just allow you to take, you know, these perform performance enhancing drugs. If he's doing the boxing thing, I'm sure he can get around that, though, right? I would assume. Yeah. And I doubt Logan Paul or Tommy Fury is going to take that fight. Tommy Fury versus Darren Till would be fantastic buildup. That'd be great, especially in, over in London. Yeah. They would love that. Love that. A little British on Brit crime. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Almost done here. These are some highlights from one that I thought were cool. One sec. Oh, I'll, I'll be at the May, uh, what was it, oh, May shit. 5th fight in Denver, Colorado. The one championship's flying your boy out. Nice. That's DJ, right? Yep. Rematched or trilogy. Trilogy. Mm-hmm. All right. So this is uh, two guys getting knocked down. Just real quick. Like hard hits. Damn. He goes, oh, hey. He knocks him out. He goes, hey. Step forward. Oh, my God. Oh, he's a little wobby. He's a I'm good, too. But it's crazy. They both get hit crazy hard. They just pop back up. Yeah. Little guys, man. <laughs> and this one. His elbows from Mark Abelardo. Oh! 
God. Bro, he hit him so hard on that one, he fell over. Oh, yeah. That's freaking insane. Jesus Those are Christ. Elbows. If Mark, uh, if that Mark was Ab- Abelot. Abelorado or Abelorado, if his nickname's not Hellbows, <laughs> Hellbows, like Hellboy. Yeah. Is that it, dude? Abelorado. There's one more. This is just Mike Perry. This happened. Oh, last I saw this press yeah. conference. Mike Perry wipes his nose on. Uh, <laughs> is that a really. He said it was a. I forgot. It was like his fancy brand. That's a fancy. I mean, he's a model. It, it's too puffy for me. I don't, I don't, it looks awkward. <laughs> it does. Like, are they fighting in Montana? That's funny. Yeah, that's pretty much it. All right, dude. Well, you have the UFC just cranking them out. You had a great fight night coming up. One of the greatest to ever do it. Max Holloway, Arnold Allen. That fight is fantastic. This could be on a pay-per-view all day co-main event. We're going to find out what Arnold Allen's made of, man. This is it. The undefeated Arnold Allen testing the waters against Max Holloway. And you're out of your mind if you think Max Holloway is over the hill or anything like that. Max Holloway is a fucking savage. I can't wait. Barboza, Billy, I'll take Billy all goddamn day on that fight. Dustin Jacoby's doing the damn thing. Uh, Tanner Bozer's on there. Pedro Munoz, Clay Guida. Holy, you have some throwbacks. You have Clay Guida and Ed Herman on that card. Brandon Royval on the card. How dare you? That's offensive. Uh, Venata's fighting. Great card for a fight night. I'll definitely be watching it in the green room in Atlanta. It's going to be on late in Atlanta. What's that? It's a 5 p.m. here, so that's 8 p.m. Yeah. there. Yeah. So I should be able to see some of the main card by the time I get on stage. But uh, I'll be watching the green room. Atlanta, come on out this Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Punchline, Atlanta. Come shake that dirty bird. And I'll begin my wings at Magic City. Come get you some Atlanta this Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Then June 2nd through the 4th is La Jolla Comedy Store. And I'm jumping all over the pond. Belfast, June 15th. Glasgow, June 17th. Manchester, June 18th. London, June 22nd. Cardiff, June 23rd. Dublin, I end in Dublin, my favorite place. Dublin, June 25th. This is a theater run. One show only in every single city that I just listed. So get your tickets now at thickboy.com. That's it, kids. Love you. Till next time. Uh, enjoy the fights on Saturday. Thanks for liking. Uh, please subscribe, like, watch everything. Love you guys. Be safe. I'm out.